Hey, welcome back. This is the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. That's where you can find us right now. I'm Matt Taylor, J.J. Stangovitz. Welcome to Overtime on a Thursday evening. Good to be with you. We're with you tonight because the NFL schedule for 2023 is out. The Colts know the when and the where for their opponents. J.J., this is when it starts to feel real. This is when I think we can officially close the book on a lot of the offseason with the draft and the combine and free agency. We've had all of that, and we know where we're going to be in the fall. Yeah, this always kind of cracks me up at this year, Maytay, this time of year, because you you get all the people being like, oh, we already know the opponents. Who cares? But there's something tangible about getting the schedule after the draft, after right. the, the waves of free agency have kind of crested over. The, the Colts roster is not set, but it is, for the most part, set. You know who the players are going to be. Now we know when they're going to play against who. And that that has a certain feeling to it of excitement, of hopefulness, of planning out your fall and figuring out which weddings you're not going to go to because <laughs> someone at a fall wedding, you know, the weekend that we're playing the yeah. Rams at home and, buy, you know, you want to go to that home game. improvement projects. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? it's, uh, which vacations you're going to take. Yeah, it's it, – it, it, I love this time of year. It, you can start really thinking about what this season is going to look like now that we have the schedule in front of us. Yeah, a lot to get into. We'll try to cram this in in a short amount of time, make it as compact uh, but also full of information here. So, again, the full schedule – schedule is out it's on colts.com so if you want to follow along on this podcast that might be helpful if you want if you are near a computer or maybe pull it up on your phone as we sit here and talk right now we won't go through every game but we'll just talk about this uh, slate uh, in the uh, big picture since so just a few things before we get going as we said the colts are going to play their traditional uh, six games against the afc south home and away they'll play crossover games against third place teams from the AFC West, so the Raiders there, the NFC West, that's the Rams, that's the 17th game, as well as a road game against the third-place team in the AFC East. That's the Patriots, and we found out earlier this week, J.J., that game is in Germany. Hype that up a little bit. That is going to be November 12th. That equates to Week 10, first-ever game for the Colts in Germany, first-ever time the Colts, or I should say the NFL, plays a game in Frankfurt the site of that game. They go back-to-back. Week 9, who is it? The, the Dolphins Chiefs and Dolphins. And Chiefs. Yep. And then a week later, Week 10, Colts and Patriots. Yep, both those games at uh, Deutsche Bank Park in Frankfurt, Germany, home of Eintracht Frankfurt, a B- German Bundesliga soccer team. Okay. Um, now, that, we, now we know. Now you know. Yeah. Uh, I've got plenty of fun facts about Frankfurt, <laughs> Germany, uh, that no one is going to be interested in. But this is... Mate, this is exciting. I mean, the Colts haven't played internationally since 2016. Mm-hmm. That was their only regular season international game in franchise history. They played outside the U.S. three times in preseason, if you remember. Yep. 2000 in Mexico City, 2005 in Tokyo, and then 2010 in Toronto. Um, I'm so excited to see what the crowd looks like in this game because last year, you remember that Bucks seahawks game? at uh, Allianz Arena in Munich, that mm-hmm. crowd was awesome. Yeah, That was like, I mean, that I think there is a lot of untapped potential for the NFL to grow in Germany. And how cool is it going to be for the Colts to be a part of that in these early stages? Yeah. Going to, you know, facing Bill Belichick, maybe it's Anthony Richardson starting that game. Um, that That's going to be a really, really fun experience to yeah. get over to Germany. I've just heard from game. a lot of people like already booking that trip and making their vacation 
uh, you know, centered around the Colts. And I mean, when are you ever going to go to Germany? Now you have an excuse. Now yeah. you can, you know, kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. So again, that game is coming up in uh, mid-November. Patriots game. It's a Patriots home game. So not a Colts home game, right? You don't have to uh, give up one of your Lucas Oil Stadium afternoons. And eventually and... the Colts will have to do that. The Colts will sure. have a home game played internationally. Uh, beginning in, I believe, 2022, the NFL mandated that every team in the league has to play one home game internationally every yeah. eight years. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. The that Colts have not given yet. up a home game to play internationally. So, that I mean, that could be happening soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't happen next year. The NFL schedules it out. So, the teams that have nine home, nine home games, um, they give up one of those to play internationally. So, it rotates between the AFC in odd years and the NFC in even years. Yeah, but that is, could be coming again. We could be going overseas again soon. Yeah, without doubt. All right, so... Uh, some other nuggets here before we get into the uh, nitty-gritty. Again, the Colts, based on their opponents from last year, the Colts are going to play only five games this upcoming season against playoff teams from a year ago. Uh, one of those teams is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts will play them twice. Also, the Colts have the fourth easiest schedule in 2023 based on winning percentage from their opponents from last year. The Colts are going to play 12 games against teams that finished under 500 in 2022. But we all know what we're going to say, right? This is yep. the NFL. Every team's pretty good top to bottom. And I'll just say this. The average margin of victory in a game last season across the board in the NFL in 2022 in the regular season was 9.7 points. That's the league's lowest for a full season since 1932. So all of these games come down to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL set a record for games decided by eight points or fewer last year with 156. So take the easy schedule, take all of the opponents that finish under 500 with a little bit of a grain of salt because, J.J., as we know, we're going to get to November, we're going to get to December, and we're going to say, hey, the Falcons are pretty good. Right. Or this team who we didn't think was – going to all be in the uh, playoff picture going into the season all of a sudden they're in the mix the the thing that I'm really interested in is who are the starting quarterbacks in these games specifically week two at Houston Mm -hmm. is that CJ Stroud is he going to start immediately Mm -hmm. in week nine Carolina on the road is that Bryce Young right I pulled up some numbers on this um over the last since 2011 when the NFL adopted the rookie wage scale there's only been one quarterback drafted with the first or second overall pick to start fewer than half his team's games. It was Jared Goff in 2016. Most of those guys, uh, you know, you, you think about the Cam Newtons, mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, uh, Carson Wentz, those guys, they all started the whole season, or they would have started the whole season in the case of a guy like Joe Burrow had he not got hurt. So more than likely, you're probably going to see C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. Maybe twice, at least once, I would think he'll probably be on the field in Week 18 mm-hmm. when the Colts finish out the season against the Texans. And then you would anticipate Bryce Young to be the starter in Week 9 in Carolina. The question then becomes, is Anthony Richardson starting those games? Yeah. And that is more of an unknown here in Indianapolis. Yep. We'll find out. Again, by the way, uh, veterans and rookies intermixing starting on Monday uh, during the offseason workout program. So let's go in order at the top. Week 1, Jaguars. Uh, the Colts, of course, uh, playing Jacksonville for the second time in three years in Week 1, although this time it's a home game for the Colts in Week 1. Of course, Jacksonville won the AFC South last year at Houston in Week 2. They were 3-13 and last year. 
at Baltimore in week three, they were 10 and seven, made the AFC playoffs. Week four, the Rams, who were five and 12. So that's the first quarter of the season, if you will, JJ. So what, what's the likelihood there? The Colts can finally get off to a good start to the season because the Colts, as we all know, they haven't won a season opener since 2013, and they are 7-12-1 record-wise in the month of September dating back to 2017. Is this the year the Colts finally get off to a good start? Well, based on the opponent to open the season, the the Jaguars coming into the season, they are the strongest opponent the Colts will face at home. Mm -hmm. And they start them with a home opener. So that... That you know, if you're if you're a pessimist, you'll say, "Ah, oh, well, maybe yeah. it'll be another year." But week one is often just all over the place. I mean, the Jaguars. What was it? Two, three years ago, the only game they won was Gardner Minshew picking apart the Colts in Correct. week one. Yeah. So you know, you never know with those things. I want to kind of expand this meta to the first six games. So you, you listed off those first four: Jacksonville, Houston, Baltimore, L.A., mm-hmm. then Tennessee and Jacksonville. The NFL schedule makers did it again. Mm-hmm. Last year, the Colts opened with five of their AFC South games in the first seven weeks of the season. This right. year, it's four AFC South games in the first six weeks of the season. And last year, the Colts went 1-3-1 one, and one in those AFC South games. It largely put them behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, Obviously, things fell apart in the second half of the yeah, season. Yeah, you could argue that the season was it was an uphill it, battle right. before really it, it, it really began. Right. It, when, when you start off with a 1-3-1 one, and one record and you literally cannot be 500 in your division right, right. before the halfway point of the season, it's really hard to be a contender. And the Colts, are, if they're going to be a contender this year, they're going to have to get out to a strong start which, again, has not been an M.O. of this team. Now, new coaching staff is in here. Shane Steichen's here. you got some new blood on this team. Maybe that turns around this year. And if the Colts do have any, you know, uh, visions of contending in the AFC South, look, you got Jacksonville twice. They're the team to beat now yeah. in this division. Mm-hmm. you got you got to take care of them to start off the season. you got Tennessee in there. you got Houston in there. Um, there's some business to be taken care of for this team in the first six weeks of the season because, again, if not – you go one and three, zero oh and four. I guess one, two, and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be tough, tough to yeah, overcome. That right? Yeah. By the way, the Colts have a lo- they have lost eleven of their last thirteen season openers. Two of the first three games are against teams that made the playoffs last year at Jacksonville, then at Houston, then Baltimore. As we said, they were postseason bound in two thousand twenty-two. Colts are going to open at home for just the fourth time in the last nine years. First home opener since two thousand twenty-one. And as you said, J.J., two AFC South games right off the bat. Second straight year the Colts have had to experience that. Uh, before last season, I dug this up, before last season, the last time the Colts had two division games to start the season was 2001. And here they've had that in back-to-back season. So uh, definitely a priority for the Colts to try to get off to a good start that has uh, eluded them, certainly, in years past. All right. Let's talk about hardest stretch of the season. Is there a point on that schedule that is more difficult than others? Maybe a four or five game stretch uh, on that slate. You know, because you're talking about the strength of schedule being relatively easy. It's Mm -hmm. like you look at it on paper, and I'm kind of squinting of like, I don't know. Yeah. But I think I might. I think it might be those first four games I think, based I on think, right. the urgency and Jacksonville up there and the quarterbacks that you can potentially face with Lawrence, Stroud, uh, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, and Stafford. Right, and then you throw Tennessee in there. I mean, yeah, I, you know Ryan Tannehill haven't guy, top, haven't right. top Tennessee in right. five consecutive games. Yeah, I mean the other one you could look at would be 
the and, and I know there's a bye week in the middle, but Carolina, New England, bye week, Tampa, Tennessee, mm-hmm. just because three of those four games are on the road. And you're going to face, especially in New England and Tennessee, two pretty good defenses there. Um, you know, Carolina's got some guys. Tampa's obviously got some guys on defense. Uh, no disrespect to either of them. But that, you know, th- that stretch there, yeah. Cincinnati coming in right after that. That Cincinnati, if you're just looking at this based off of last year, that's your hardest game of the year. Right. Going to Cincinnati on December 10th and week 14. Um, but here, the thing is, we can we can talk about this now, but we might get into the season we might get to week 10 and be like, man, you know, that week that week three to six stretch where it was Baltimore, L.A., Tennessee, Jacksonville, that was really – that was, yeah. that was and, a gauntlet. And all, and all those teams are rolling by then. Right. You know, later in the season. So you never know. Um, I mean, even – it wouldn't shock me if the, the last four or five games of the year are the toughest part of the schedule. At Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh, a team that's always given the Colts problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go to Atlanta, you know, we'll see what their situation is like with Desmond Ritter as their quarterback, but all those skill position players they have in Atlanta, they are loaded on that side of the ball. The Raiders come in, um, you know, who knows what they look like at that point in the season, and then Houston, a team that did add a lot of talent this mm-hmm. offseason. So yeah. you can kind of pick and choose anything you want here. Uh, you know, Cleveland could be better. New Orleans could be better than last year in Week Seven and Eight. Yep. Um, it, it is going to be a really interesting season to see how this all plays out with a lot of opponents who we have questions about, but certainly have some talent. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think going on the road and back-to-back weeks, weeks 13 and 14 at Tennessee, at Cincinnati. First time the Colts will play Joe Burrow on the road. First time they're in Cincinnati as a franchise since 2017. I think that's a big barometer type of uh, a portion of the schedule, right, just because of what Tennessee has represented, the roadblock Mm -hmm. that they have presented to the Colts, and then add Cincinnati for obvious reasons because they're one of the best teams in the AFC, and they do have foundation at the quarterback position. Pittsburgh, the Colts have lost eight straight games to the Steelers, their longest losing streak to any NFL opponent currently. Last time the Colts beat the Steelers at home, 2005 at the RCA Dome. So hopefully they can get that done. Then week 16 at Atlanta, uh, week 17 the Raiders come into town, and then at Houston, or excuse me, Houston comes to Lucas Oil Stadium week 18. Colts wrapping up against the Texans at home for the second straight season. Another thing, another storyline that jumps off the page when you look at this schedule, J.J., uh, primetime games or lack thereof. No primetime games on this schedule. The last time the Colts went an entire season without a single night game was 1999, coming off that 3-13 and season in 1998, which was Peyton Manning's rookie season. Now they have a chance to maybe rectify that with some flex scheduling later in the season, but as of right now, J.J., not even a Thursday night game. How surprised are you by that? I said it on the podcast, on the official Colts podcast on Tuesday, that I thought this was going to happen, so I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah. i got to stick by my take. You earn primetime games by what you did the season prior. And we should also we should also say that not every team now, by NFL rule, right. has to play on Thursday night Correct. because multiple teams, or I should say teams, can appear on Thursday night multiple right. times. Like I believe the Packers have a couple of Thursday night games now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that that part of the schedule is, you know, hey, you got to go earn it. Yeah. And the Colts will have opportunities to earn primetime games. That Week 15 game against Pittsburgh is TBD. If that game has playoff implications, the NFL would probably put that on a standalone window. Mm-hmm. Like, 
two years ago, uh, Colts and Patriots were TBD in Week 15. They wound up playing at eight eight o'clock on NFL Network in primetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that could be a game. You know, Week 18, if if that game against Houston carries playoff implications, that could be a flex. But the other thing, the NFL, it's not just Sunday night games that can flex anymore. They can flex Monday night games. Mm-hmm. So between weeks, starting in Week five, the NFL can start flexing games into Sunday night. Starting in week 13, the NFL can begin flexing games into Monday night. So if you look at it and all of a sudden week 14, that game against Cincinnati is a huge game, that could be a Monday night football game. That could be a Sunday night football game. The Colts are going to have to earn it, though. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, these players love playing in primetime, but when you go 4-12-1 and one the year prior, it's tough to get and those spots. And you don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Right. Right? I think, I mean, let's I think face the, it, t- TV windows, it's all about quarterback matchups. Right. The NFL would probably love to have a Bryce Young versus Anthony Richardson game in primetime, but we don't know if Anthony Richardson's going to play. We don't know if Bryce Young's going to play because mm-hmm. those guys, you know, it, it's too early to tell. So you, the NFL, I mean, the only, game, the only games the Colts have that are not at 1 o'clock are Week 9 against Carolina at 4.05 <laughs> p.m., 4.05, which, yeah. by the way, that's not a national window. Right. That usually that's the 425 game. And then the only time the Colts are in a standalone window is the game against the Patriots in Frankfurt at 9.30 a.m. on NFL Network. Mm-hmm. So wake up early that morning. And maybe maybe uh, what uh, what I, would be a good morning <laughs> beer to drink for our, <laughs> our listeners? I don't you know? know. Is there such a – is there a bad morning beer, I guess? No, oh, that's a good you point. Know, right? I, like, I, I like a good Guinness in the morning yeah. sometimes but if, that's... you know, I'm having a fun on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. But, like, that's not a German beer. Yeah. Got to – Get our listeners in Germany and to tell I, us what's Unfortunately, you know, it's it's the opposite of prime time. It's a standalone window, yes, but, I mean, you're talking 9.30 Eastern time uh, in Indianapolis, but then the West Coast, you got to get up at 6.30 in the morning to watch those. Remember last year the Colts played in Vegas and there was football on at, like, that was incredible. 7.30 in the morning uh, getting ready? That was great. Yeah. That was great. I woke up and just put on. I think, I think that was the Seahawks-Bucks game. Yeah. It was a great game. I think it was a London game, yeah. was it not? Yeah. Or was that the London game? I can't remember. Yeah, there whatever was, it was. I, just, was remember football the, on. I just remember the game where uh, they tried yeah. Leonard Fournette through the pass to Tom Brady that got picked off because he got bodied up by a cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we've broke this down uh, a handful of different ways. To close out here, JJ, what is, what's your most anticipated game of the season? Again, from a sexiness standpoint, not a ton of great quarterbacks coming into Lucas Oil Stadium. A lot of teams that were down last year. The one o'clock window is going to be your best friend if you love, you know, if you're a fan of routine and you're lo- and you love to be home for dinner and and get your football fix out of the way early. This is the schedule for you. There's no doubt about that. Also, by the way, outside of the Germany trip, the Colts will go to the Central Time Zone just twice <laughs> all season. That's all. It's the, incredible. That's all the further west they're going to have to travel for a football game. Their longest road trip in the continental United States. It's Houston. It's truly a dream schedule if you don't like to stay up late and you don't like to travel far. Hey, I mean, this is it lot, for you. A lot, of, a lot of games that are easy to get to. Cincinnati, yeah. Tennessee, you could drive to either of those. Yep. Charlotte's an easy place to get to from Indianapolis. Yep. Um, Baltimore, a lot, of, a lot of good opportunities for Colts fans to hit the road. Atlanta, obviously, if you want to do you know, yep. Christmas down south, and potentially. It's a, and it's a new stadium for yep. the Colts. They haven't yep. played there. That is. Right. Uh, that'll be the 76th stadium, different stadium the Colts have played in. I saw that article. Well done by you. Um, I geek out on that stuff. I love that stuff. Just like, it's just great. like you. Um, okay, so most anticipated game. I kind of think it's Week 18 against Houston because I would, if I had to guess, 
by then, Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud will have started multiple games for their team, minimum. Mm -hmm. And that is always going to be a storyline going forward is C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson in this division. Two quarterbacks picked in the top four. The Texans went with Stroud. The Colts went with Richardson. And who's going to wind up being the better player out of those two? That's going to determine what direction the Colts and the Texans go in probably the next five, ten years. No doubt. So even Mm -hmm. though that game is week 18, based off record last year, you might not expect that game to carry playoff implications. I think it will, though. I think it will. It could. It absolutely could. It will certainly mean more to the season this year than it did last year. baseline, even if it doesn't, as long as Stroud and Richardson are on the field, I'm at that game. Like, I mean, obviously I'm at that game. But I, I am getting tickets to that game mm-hmm. because that is going to be a battle you're going to watch in this division for years to come, hopefully for decades to come. And the narrative around that game, regardless of the implications of playoff whatever, draft pick whatever, it's going to be Stroud versus Richardson, and that is going to be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just from a personal standpoint, really looking forward to going to Carolina. The right, the uh, you know sharing the same field as Frank Reich, Shane Steichen, Frank Reich, that whole head coach connection. That's pretty obvious. Bryce Young is he going to be the starter? Um, love the Germany game. Love the fact the Colts don't have to go to Foxborough, considering their lack of success over the course of time there. But that's always a fun place to play. But obviously. Just uh, the the uniqueness of going to Germany is going to be incredibly exciting. And then that Bengals game, just because, as I said earlier, it's a barometer game. Where are you? How far away are you against one of the best teams in the AFC that has been able to figure figure it out, I should say, in the last two years en route to the AFC championship game and one of those years to the Super Bowl? Did we miss anything, J.J.? Any other miscellaneous takeaways from the schedule that we may have missed? A couple of just interesting setup that the Colts play back-to-back home games three times and back-to-back road games three times. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not as staggered sometimes as you see, but um, you know, weeks two and three you're on the road. Weeks four and five you're at home. Weeks seven and eight you're at home. Weeks nine and ten you're on the road. Weeks thirteen and fourteen you're on the road, and weeks seventeen and eighteen you're at home. Um, it's about all I got. Yeah, you don't have to do the. Three straight home, three straight on the road, which is really, really hard. Those are rough. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. The Colts have had those in the past. So, All right, that'll do it for this episode of Overtime OT on the 2023 Colts schedule. Again, it's out. It's in full. It's available right now, Colts.com, the Colts mobile app. Uh, thanks for following along with us as we kind of went all over the place uh, talking about the different storylines of this schedule. But from top to bottom, week one to week 18, it's all there for you in order on Colts.com and the Colts mobile app. And we'll have more breakdown on the schedule tomorrow on The Last Word. But that's it for now. For J.J. Stangovich, I'm Matt Taylor. Thanks for dropping in on this episode of Overtime. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, later on, on the Colts Audio Network. So long.